Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen to our shows and listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers: Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. God's overcoming grace is understood as his favor towards us. I know that our Lord, I know that the Lord is almighty here, but it is not especially a good thing if we are outside his grace and favor. Our enduring Christian hope resides within the the sphere of the provisions of God. For sure, we have no continuing city here. We are to seek one to come. The word, light, and life bring to us the testimony of John in the first chapter. The Apostle John made sure that his testimony began with the word. And don't miss... These classic Warren Radio series on warren-usa.com Antichrist Shadows of Nations This episode features one of our premier shows. Antichrist Shadows are found in the type and historical figure of Antiochus Epiphanes. We investigate the rise, work, and fall of this leader. Also, Love of the truth, deception. Dangerously deceptive end of days has many deceivers that lay in wait. The very point with, when an entire generation will depart from age-old gospel belief in what the Bible calls love of the truth. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, a Christian fiction thriller, Written by the watchman, Dana Glenn Smith. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He is hardcore and one of the best at what he does. His work is secretive, elusive, and necessary. But he wanted out. And you can find this book at Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play has the ebook, Angus and Robertson, Amazon, and many more. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com, where you can also visit our Christian books and resource shop, where we feature the rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com and also follow us on Twitter find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn (music) 
Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. We're in, uh, I would have said June, but I don't want to go by that fast. Right. That's exactly right. It's going by fast enough. You know, it is. You know, except when you're dealing with how crazy things are in the world of politics and, you know, the people that occupy the hen house up there in D.C. Yeah. Only, you know, I'm a fo- you know The foxes I, in the hen house, is that what you said? No, I didn't say the fox in the hen house. <laughs> He's not a fox. you got to be wise to be a fox. And, of course, being as I uh, had grandparents on both sides that had a, r- a ranch or a farm... I know what a hen house is. I've been in it. I've gathered eggs. I know what a barn is. Me too. I was raised with chickens. I know what comes out of the rear end of the cow and what they do with it. And a few other things. So I know the things that we do today in this society. My grandfather would just absolutely shake his head. He wouldn't understand it all. He would have. Well, Well, I don't understand it. I can't. Well, well pe- people I are crazy can, today. You know, they they've been taught this line of bull in in school, and you know they come out screwy. I mean, just like Biden and his crack pipes. You know, you got to be cracked to offer crack pipes. That is just so outrageous. I cannot believe that. They're allowing him to do that, that nobody's stopping it. Well, I don't know where it's at, you know, but uh, I did see the news on it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, if people elect him again, then that tells you the shape of the country, you know. And, you know, people make all kinds of things you know they say all kinds of things online and in politics but you know I was born an American but today I'm a watchman and I'm not a watchman for America I serve the Lord God and so do you and the only hope for this country is the Lord and you need to repent you need to get away from all this but this is described perfectly in Psalm 2 and that is where we're at today, along with, uh, I mean, you can get in the Gospels and, and the other things uh, where the prophecies are. But uh, it's a mess today. And we focus on the Lord. We continue to preach the Gospel, tell you about it. And online we have a lot of uh, social media, and we talk we talk righteousness, we talk hope, we talk redemption, and, a few, you know, quite a lot of other things. But, uh, you know, they can sit up there in D.C. and fool themselves, and they can call a goat a chicken all they want to, but the goat's a goat, and a, chick, uh, a chicken is a chicken, and I was on the farm, and I know the difference. Although goats look like some of these politicians up there. Of course, you know, I did, Grandpa did have an old mare that was a plow horse. And it was still alive when I was running around the farm. And I'd get on it. And Grandpa said, hang on. He ain't going to go fast. But he says, just kick it in the side. And that wasn't to make him go fast. That was to keep him awake. <laughs> and And see, this is where we're at today, see. We've got a plow horse topped by somebody that needs to kick it in the side, but he won't do it. He's helping the plow horse, and they're both asleep. And that's pretty much the Biden administration and some of the stuff. And this other, Mayorkas, came out today and was decrying freedom of speech, honestly. Really? Yeah, this is the Yehu. I have another word for him. That is supposed to be protecting us, you know, keeping our rights and everything else. Right. And he came out to say that, uh, you know, free speech is a threat. 
Yeah, you can tell where they stand. Screw right. you. You know, if if you're all like that in D.C. and if that's what you want to bring, I guarantee you there are Americans that's going to tell you no. And there's there'll end up being a war. There will. Which I don't want to see at all. No, I don't either. But this week I've seen two different uh, two different challenges for war today uh, on this thing. And they're not just coming from Tom, Dick, and Harry. I mean, this is substantial stuff, and people mean it. People are tired of it. And, uh, you know, we're in America. We've got a Constitution. we got judges. And these people up there in, in the White House need to get their heads out of the nether region. You're not in socialist Russia, and you're not in communist China. You're in America. And if you don't know where you're at, then stop and look at the Jefferson Memorial. I think they took that thing down, so you can't do that. Go to, over to Abraham Lincoln. But you see, these people, you can't tell them nothing. So at any rate, we're moving on. Uh, we're in Kenya now, and we're talking about Al-Shabaab. And uh, the woman here that's involved in this is called Wanduda, and uh, most of the time these names are just made up their their aliases to protect them and uh, so at any rate uh, especially when it's a real personal article that you have to really protect their uh, identity and so here you got five Al-Shabaab militants and of course they're armed to the teeth this is over in eastern Kenya we'll see when we talk about persecution of Christians we're always talking about Nigeria and every once in a while you talk about Kenya uh, because Kenya doesn't seem to have been as bad as the others but see Al-Shabaab is entrenched in a lot of areas in Africa and uh, there these radical Islamists are trying to take over Africa so at any rate she was tending to her goats and so you've got these warriors, and, and you, she knew what it was right away. She had to have, because I don't think there's an African in South Africa that doesn't know who Al-Shabaab is. And they had guns, gun belts, explosives. Of course, they said they were Kenyan policemen, which is a lie. Don't want to tell the truth. And they forced her to kneel to the ground. And she says they were looking for men. And they asked where her husband was. And she said, well, he died last year. They didn't believe her. And so there was a certain town. And it wasn't too far from here. And they had come to kill all the men. And, of course, they announced conveniently a fierce war between Christians and Muslims. And you always find that on their lips. And uh, they said that they will wage war with Christians, and whoever loses the battle shall surrender to the other. Well, see, the way they fight war, there won't be anybody left to surrender to another one. That's so, right. And uh, she said, why are you targeting Christian men and sparing women and children? And what sin have they committed that they cannot be asked to repent and be forgiven? If you kill all the men here, how will all the women and their families survive? Well, that's really easy. They will take them as hostage, sex slaves, and uh, concubines. That's what they do. And they responded that she was being naughty, so they locked her up in a house along with another woman. Because she kept, you know, they wanted her to be quiet. She kept, kept talking. I mean... You know, seriously, you know. Well, I think she was very courageous and kept in her questioning of them. Well, and, well she was. <clears throat> and she was, she didn't show any fear of them, and I think that's good. Yeah. And we've seen that before in other instances where they speak up and are bold. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're talking or you have a job, Last thing you want to do is have someone that just keeps talking and you don't want them to. Well, in this case, she she was going to get the point across. And so they had had enough and they put her and another woman 
in a house. And after about 30 minutes, she and the other woman snuck out a window. And uh, she said her daughter seen another group of five coming towards the house and hid under the bed while the son saw them and went and hid in a bush. You know, this this shouldn't be going on. Not at all. And uh, she went and got her children and they fled the home and called security officers. And the security officers, thank God, responded quickly and repulsed the attackers who were determined to kill more people and loot homes. And there were two people in the town there that were killed. And uh, so now they're in another area. Not a good place. No, they're camped. They don't have enough food, water, clean water, clothing, or bedding. Probably can't get to their animals to take care of them. You know, and they depend on those animals for food. Yeah, they do. Goat's milk. Yeah. Well, the security forces uh, claim to have killed 15 of the Al-Shabaab following a successful raid, and that's good. Uh, that's amazing that they, the security guards or, you know, security officers even got involved to protect him. Well, you know, Kenya <laughs> is a little different than Nigeria. I don't know why, and I've been following, we've been following Kenya since Jonathan Goodluck Johnson. And I was listening to a radio program here probably last week. And they were talking about something I was listening to, anyway, or reading. And they were talking about the Al-Shabaab and all of them in Nigeria and they were mentioning Jonathan Goodluck Johnson well today Bahari is in neither neither of the men was able to protect him in Nigeria and Nigeria is a killing field there is a lot of Christians getting killed there and I don't know comparing the two the, the stories that are coming out there's more coming out regarding Nigeria and uh, but there are a lot of volatile areas in Africa, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of revolution going on. There's a lot of places where the military is taking over certain areas, either because they don't like the leader or because the leader can't do the job or whatnot. So when you're sitting in America thinking how screwed up it is. Remember, we haven't been overthrown yet. And you can pray and ask God to grant mercy and to help us get this country back on track. Meanwhile, you've got brethren around the world that are in real dire need right now. And it's imperative for you to be able to find, like international Christian concern, open doors, Barnabas aid, you know, even CBN and TBN and, the, you know, uh, Samaritan's Purse. All of these have boots on the ground where you can help them financially and prayerfully and help them to meet the needs of these people. And that's, that's important. I think that's number mm-hmm. one on the agenda of the Western Church is to make sure in the midst of the troubles that we have to support these ministries and be a solid supporter so that that money can go to help them. Clothing, food, shelter. And they they also, like uh, Samaritan's Purse, gives their little box, shoebox ministry things. Yeah, Christmas time for the children in other countries. Yeah, and and they've showed the videos of it. Those kids over there in all these countries are so happy when they get those things. Because most of them have never had anything right. like that. 
And so it's really important. We need to help these people out. We need to make sure we can give some money to these nonprofits. So I urge you to give to them. And uh, we have a whole list. I got a gob of them, folks. So if you, you know, go to our website and get a, send us an email and you want a list of 10 of these or five or whatever. I already told you a few online and these are the ones that come to mind. But there's a lot, I mean, a lot of ministries and uh, so so we don't want to see America destroyed because America helps these ministries yep and they need help folks they really do in Kenya and in Nigeria oh and so many places Pakistan and India just all over the place now the only place that's really hard to get it into any kind of aid is into China and North Korea North Korea, there are ministers working there at great risk, getting things into them. In China, mostly because the Chinese control everything, and uh, the Christians have to stay hid there too. So it's, it's a challenge. But see, we've seen in the midst of challenges in the toughest places that God is always moving, always. And that's where you find the miracles. Now, uh, we're in 2022, as you well know. And I just mentioned Nigeria, and this is Nigeria. And, uh, you know, back in 2014, 2015, uh, ISIS ran a bloody terror through the Middle East. This was on the heels of two double blood moons. A double blood moon in 2014-2015. And we have a post about that, several posts I believe. And I talked about that, the prophetic implications. And so now as we look in 2022, we still have the issues in Nigeria. And uh, one of the biggest thing is put notches in their belt, so to speak, for how many Christians they can kill. There was an attack by an ISIS-affiliated group, which in this case can be a Boko Haram or any group that, that says, well, we're affiliated with ISIS. That's not uncommon. And they were boasting that they killed many Christians. They set fire to two churches and burned down two homes. And uh, in the process, they abducted 17 girls. Now, this is about the modus operandi for Boko Haram. They're the same ones that got the Chaibok girls. Oh, been several years ago. There was, I think, eventually 150 of them. And that's where Leah Sherabu was one of the, the Chaibok girls. And she's a young girl that is still being held by them. And last I heard, she had three kids now. Huh. So this is what happened. These are young girls, and they get kidnapped, and most of them are given a choice to become a Muslim or face trouble. Death sometimes. And Leah Sherabu, they said, one girl said she is like a, a a prophetess. Yeah. And that they haven't bothered her or nothing. And all the girls looked up to her, you know. And so I don't know why she hasn't escaped, but, uh, you know, that's the way it is in Africa. 
real, real tragic. Yeah. It is. And of course, when we talk about the Christians in Nigeria, you know, when you talk about the Islamic terrorist group, well, Boko Haram is the number one that that does the most destruction in Nigeria. And the Chibok kidnapping of 300 school girls were with it is what I'm talking about. I said 150 and that's I think that's the group that when it finally thinned out was about 150 but it was in 2014 and was done by Boko Haram and this was a horrific thing for them to do and uh, you know you th- there's no other way to deal with it if you've got a Boko Haram or any other terrorist group you've got to kill them that's all there is to it. You're not going to negotiate. And the only reason any of them would negotiate in order to have a more appropriate time to start a war. So that's Nigeria and now Kenya. And we've got another one coming up. Are you are you done? Are you ready? Um sure. This comes to us from CBN News. It's going from Satan to Jesus. And um, a few months ago, this Carl Sartor, he would have described himself as someone who hated God. But today, the 35-year-old says he wants everyone to experience God's love. The former meth addict told CBN News he had been running from God since age five. I have always had this emptiness in my life. No matter what religion I followed, I always believed that when you died, you were dead. That was it. You were in the ground. And he was an atheist for 15 years and a Satanist for five years. He would argue tooth and nail with you that that God did not exist. He was living in a vicious cycle of drugs and alcohol. He had an anger problem. He blamed everyone and everything. He said he also blamed God. But if you don't believe in him, why are you blaming him? <laughs> That's my... Um, but anyway, he. it wasn't until he hit rock bottom... That's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> that I added in. He didn't say that, but... Um, Carl also said he wasn't it wasn't until he hit rock bottom in 2021 that he began to have an open mind about Jesus. He said he couldn't stand who he was and what was going on in his life, and he even tried to commit suicide. And I thank God he was not successful, I'll tell you. He decided to try Cross Church where minister Rich Walters had invited him more than a few years more than a year ago and he kept telling him I'd love to have you for service I walk a different path buddy you'd never catch me there or that's what he told the pastor that he you'd never catch me there it will be a cold day in hell before you see me in church and and it was that invitation and a word of knowledge about Carl's life, a message on forgiveness that led Carl to go, excuse me, to go on, to let go of hate and give his life to Christ. We didn't even get to the preaching yet because we were still singing, praising, and worshiping. We didn't even make it 15 minutes on that service before he ran to that baptismal tank, the pastor wrote. Today he's a worshiper, today he's a believer, today he's my brother in Christ. It's like that old song says, there's just no telling what you're going to do in that moment Jesus gets a hold of you. Praise God. And Carl said he feels completely whole, I'm at peace with myself, and there is no longer a void. Everything has changed about me. And that's what he wants everybody to know and to experience is the life-changing work that Christ does. And he says, I'm spiritually alive now, and that's what happened when he wrapped his arms around me and I felt that love. 
God is real, and I will continue to walk this path with him besides me. By his grace, I'm by far the best version of me that I've ever been. My God is an awesome God, and I pray that everyone gets to experience his love as I have. You know, that's exactly what I want, Dana. I want everybody to know that. Well, you know, there's no doubt about that. Because there is that presence that, see, when we're talking about this, it's very, very important to understand. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, meaning God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now see, while you may not seek him, God knows the hidden problem. He was just someone who wouldn't believe, and he ended up on the other side, you know, and he would argue, of course he would argue. But see, the minute that light shines on that, and I think his issue was simply that he couldn't bring himself, you know, to believe in this God, and then something clicked. A lot of times, God will allow you to go down a path until you get to that point where you're willing to listen. And I think that's where this guy went, and thank God he made it. There's nothing greater than to see people experience the miraculous of God, the healing of God, or the redemption of God, or all of it. Amen. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're doing this, you know, I've spent time walking around in my house many years ago when I needed healing. And um, I had some issues. And I had to speak against it, rebuke it, And I would move the parts of my body that would ache, would hurt, but I kept speaking. Didn't want to work right? Yeah. And I'll tell you. And it didn't come overnight either. It's a work of faith. Yeah, it was. But today I have no issues. And it's it's been gone for years. And uh, Tower and I both have seen the power of God. And it's important to understand this. And when we report overseas, when we report on these things, you know, there are dynamite testimonies, aren't there? Oh, absolutely. It's just absolutely amazing. Now, one of the biggest things that I really don't like to see is when I'm reading stories where the believers have been killed. This comes out of Pakistan. This is BarnabasFund.org. And uh, the one scripture I put in here, part of it is Romans 8, 35-38. Look that up if you have time. Within it is a phrase called led as sheep to the slaughter. And another thing I ask is, is as I'm reading this, you know, radical Islamists, and that's the story is about radical Islamists who killed a Christian in Pakistan. Now, I can tell you for a majority of all of the uh missionary stories and things that we cover and that are written by reputable agencies who have boots on the ground. It's without question that they're defenseless. And so the question is, how hard is it to kill someone whose only goal is to preach the word of God? He doesn't carry a gun. And many Christians, like this man, don't fight back. They're led as sheep to the slaughter. 
Now you see there's a woman who is the daughter of the guy that got gunned down and the widow of another martyr. And she openly says, I praise God and I'm so proud that I am the daughter of a martyr and the wife of a martyr too. She's lost a husband and a father. Now, the man that got killed has a brother. And he says, I praise and thank God that I belong to a family of martyrs. And he's lost five relatives as martyrs, including his brother William, who we're talking about. And this comes to mind, Psalm 116.15, which they quoted. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. The well-known verse, which we all know that, it has extra meaning for this pastor. He had been a faithful follower of the Lord all of his life. But see, he was in the process of working for the Lord as a minister when he got killed. And uh, because this man that got killed was the eldest brother of the oldest of the family, who was Wilson. And he was the regional coordinator for Pakistan and other South Asian countries for Barnabas aid. So this pastor that got gunned down was... the brother who was the Barnabas Aid Regional Coordinator. It just, you know, you get to the point where you say, why do all the good, good people have to get murdered? Well, see, on the day that he was martyred, he had been preaching at a Sunday service near Peshwa, and Peshwa is close to the border with Afghanistan. And what happened, the authorities say, is uh, what they said is that some radical Islamists on the other side of the border in Afghanistan went over the border. They had come from the Taliban-ruled Afghanistan. It's only a dozen miles or so from Peshwa where this guy was at. And see, this goes to show you that, see, Afghanistan, when we were there and doing stuff, controlling it, a lot of these Islamist groups kept, kept it down. But since Biden moved out and millions or billions of dollars of military equipment he left there in the dust for the Taliban. Absolutely irresponsible, absolutely stupid, absolutely ignorant, foolish in every other term. But this ended up getting every other anti-American regime rejoicing and bold. And that's why we have troubles today with Russia and China and North Korea, all of whom were quiet during the Trump administration. And it's also why these perpetrators came over from Afghanistan because they were encouraged when Afghanistan fell and the Taliban took over. And this pastor would often say to his wife, do not, please, do not ask me to stop going out to preach and pray with people. 
His wife had asked him not to go to go to this church the very Sunday of his martyrdom. He had prepared a sermon and he was going to preach it. It's just sad. It is. My heart goes out to that family, to all of them, to the church. And so this is persecution. Just absolutely. Now we do have a backstory to this. Now his wife, there's a picture of her and how she's weeping. She's got some other women attending her. And uh, nobody has claimed responsibility for the attack. But they call it the handiwork of anti-Pakistan militants. And this was reported to the Morning Star News. And the proof of it is, is that William, who is a senior lay leader, who leads worship in about three area parishes, said their people had been targeted before by these militants in recent years. That is sad. <clears throat> and so the three had been in their car. And uh, the pastor that we've been talking about was driving. He was killed instantly. The one across from the driver's side was wounded pretty bad. And the one in the back was unharmed. Two assassins on a motorbike drove up and opened fire. And... This guy that got killed, William, was killed instantly. Yep, we are led as sheep to the slaughter. You just hate to see good men, ones that are preaching the truth and helping people. You hate to see that happen. It's just gut-wrenching. Well, you know it is. And I, I, I always feel for these families. Oh, I do too. I just hate to see it. I've been, you know, I've literally wept over the blood shed that, you know, because you cover this all the time. And then you look in America and you see our murder rate up in our cities. If you look back where you find the murder rate, they're Democrat controlled. And a lot of these Democrats didn't do anything when BLM and Antifa were rioting and burning the inner cities. A lot of the prosecutors are Soros prosecutors, supported by Soros. So they let people out of jail. And we've got some of the worst murder rates in America we've seen in these big cities. So when you have corruption in the area... When you have the ability of not able to bring in law and order, and that's the problem in Pakistan. And because they are a minority, you know, this is swept under the rug. People get killed. Who cares? We care. And you're only going to be peaceful in America and in Canada and in New Zealand, and in Australia, and in the UK, and many other westernized Christian nations. You're only going to stay safe as long as we can get the right people in there and keep them in there. The people who have been pushing COVID and all this other stuff, it was there for one reason, to take over and do a great reset. And there is a lot of proof to that now. And every day more is coming out. And so when you look at the end of days, it's not good. Not from the standpoint of the world. 
And when the Lord comes back, he's going to destroy those who have destroyed the earth. See Revelation for that. It also says that unless the Lord had shortened the days, no flesh would be left. But for the elect's sake, the days would be shortened. So it's hard to believe that there's those who are willing to destroy the earth for their own personal goal. <laughs> and it's hard to believe that mm -hmm. unless the Lord comes back, we as humans would kill each other until there's nobody left. Can you believe that? That's just tragic. It's crazy. I mean, <clears throat> when you look at the scriptures and what the Lord says, it's plain. I mean, you know, the curse is devouring the earth. But see, we're supposed to be, you know, the most humane creatures, you know, the top of the food chain, so to speak. We got the most brains. We're made in the image of God. Yet if the Lord don't come back, we would have killed each other. Yeah. Unless the Lord comes back, there'd be no flesh left alive. God help us. It just gets me <clears throat> how wicked these people are, how they don't want to listen, how the blindness is up. But see, that is your spirit of darkness and the spirit of Antichrist. So are you ready? I am. Okay. This is an exciting story. The truth shall set you free. <clears throat> comes to us um, by Faithwire via CBN News. And it's about Brittany De La Mora. She's an ex-porn star. And her and her husband are on a mission to help Christians, and yes, I say Christians, escape pornography. You wouldn't think that being a Christian, you would be caught up in this stuff, but there is a lot of that going on in the church. <clears throat> and she talks about surviving adult entertainment industry, finding Jesus, and working to help others evade the grips of addi addiction. So she has recently released a new anti-porn course titled Search How to Stop Watching Porn along with her husband, Richard. It is an open book regarding her past struggles. She says, I was in the adult film industry for seven years of my life. I felt like this is everything that I've been looking for in life. This is where I'm going to find love and affirmation and attention. But was she? But she didn't find any of that there. She actually had to start using drugs very early on in the porn industry to, just to get through the scenes. And she um, said pride kept her locked in the industry. She knew she needed to leave. After about three and a half years in porn, she was invited to church and began the process of understanding what it meant to accept Jesus. Even after that experience, though, she found herself being dragged back into the porn industry. Through it all, she didn't lose interest in scripture. She said she started to devour the Bible God was right there with me in the middle of sin. As time went on, she said God led her in the right direction and truth set her free. She finally realized sin had shattered not only her life, but that her actions were also harming others. The Holy Spirit left her recognizing that God had a better plan for her life. She realized not only in her broken sin... Her uh, in, um, she said, Not only is my sin broken my life, but I'm leading others into a broken life, and I didn't want to live this life anymore. Now she shares her stunning transformation to faith with captive, captivated audience. Today she's a wife, a mother of one, and she and her husband have another baby on the way. <clears throat> she says, God has radically transformed my life. And I think her husband is amazing because of what he says. He, um, her husband, Richard, recalled how he met Brittany at a young adults group at church and how the two built a beautiful friendship before falling in love. And he says, when I look at Brittany, I don't see her as a product of her past. I see her 
as a product of God's grace. Every time somebody brings up her past, it reminds me of how God, how good God is. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Well, you know, um, I think that's the key. See, and and she said something that is a key here. She said, I don't want to live this life anymore. That's right. And you have to reach that point in your life, whatever you're struggling Amen. with. And you have to get honest with God and say, God, this is what I'm doing. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. I need your help. See, I I know the the transformation. I have seen it, not only in others, but in my own life many years ago. And Tower's seen it. See, there is a difference. And this doesn't mean that you're perfect. This doesn't mean that you never have an issue or a problem. What this means is that thing that kept you in darkness will be broken. That's right. And God will take you from there and he will disciple you. He will take you along that path. Now, see, Tower and I have been walking this path since the mid-70s. Now, we know what we're talking about. And I'll tell you, that path was tough. And it was filled with a lot of things. And God has delivered us and brought us all the way through. Amen. God is good. And so, and and thank God he said that. That is such a good description, too. This whole article is just great. Yeah, and, and th- this couple now runs uh love always ministry which is helping people to get out of that lifestyle and her uh, richard said porn right now is just an epidemic not just to the world but to the body of christ if we do not broach this conversation then we're going to see a lot of bound christians and that is really tragic well it is it destroys families and children and it's it's a horrible thing well you know if you look and see the books that they're giving the kids to read that's pornography oh it is i i seen uh, a guy the other day on social media about a week or so ago and he was talking about that and of course there's men and women that are trying to stop this what they're doing in our schools and they said the book itself they're giving to these kids that are found in the school libraries is pornography yeah I, they're horrible yeah and i've seen i've seen a couple myself and uh, i wouldn't want my grandkids seeing this and i've warned my daughter and i've warned others i said you need to keep an eye on your kids and find out what these people are doing in your schools i hate the way they're trying to corrupt the kids yeah and that's that really says a lot see because when you look and i've got an article on my site about the all the goals of communism and of course it's really simple you know break up the family is the number one thing because the family and the strength of the family in america is what's made this country and the strength of the churches and the fact that the pastors would preach the gospel see and now today we preach anything but the gospel easy peasy cheesy you know not challenging there's no such thing as purity there's no sin you know you can do anything you want to but the problem of it is you can't do anything you want to and you have to make a choice to walk in the light of christ or in the darkness that's right and so i think that's you know, when you read read stuff like that, it's just an amazing thing when you think. You know, Tower and I, and I remember years ago we had a friend, and uh, we got to know him in church. And he had a good job, but for some reason depression was a big issue. And he would put rat poisoning on his sandwiches and... Tower and I spent a lot of time talking to him, a lot of time, praying with him, being a friend. We invited him over to the house. He played with the kids. We did everything we could. 
and he did get over it. Matter of fact, he gave us his Bible. Didn't he give us his Bible? Yeah, for Chris, for our son. I shouldn't have said the name, but he gave us a Bible. His, it was a German Bible that he gave to our son. Yeah, <clears throat> because uh, that's a heritage in our family. But uh, I haven't seen him for many, many years. But And there was another woman that came into our life. We've had a lot of individuals, and uh, even during some of our shows in ministry later on in life, uh, I've had friends, uh, I've had people I've known that needed deliverance. And so sometimes you have to step out of the box. Sometimes you have to intercede for them, not just in prayer, but you have to call up and say, you know, find a pastor somewhere and say, I've got this person and these are his issues and he's on the street and he's having problems and he needs help. Because they were living in another state, so there was nothing we could do to help him physically here. And the reason we came across is through our broadcasts. And uh, so I called them up and they said, yeah, tell him to come over. I found out where they were. I, he did have a phone uh, contact, so I got the message to him and he went there. And uh, he did have issues, but uh, he dealt with them. And uh, I haven't heard from him for, you know, for a long time. But you see... God, you know, works in deliverance and healing. All you have to do is stop and say what this woman said. I don't want to live this life anymore. I don't want to have this problem anymore. I don't want to do these things. I don't want to ruin somebody else's life. So it's really important. You just have to be straight with God and ask his help. Amen. And so with that... We're going to get out of here. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We always love to have you here. We love hearing from you. May God richly bless you. And please pray for our brethren around the world. We pray for you, and please pray for us as well. We love you dearly. Thank you, and good night, everybody. And if you need help, you know, God will touch you. Father, I thank you for your mercy. Bless this broadcast. Bless this to those who hear it. And if anybody needs healing and deliverance, in Jesus' name, let this be broken in their life and let them find deliverance in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness regarding this. And regarding this broadcast, I bind you from the teaching, the preaching, the covering of the gospel, the covering of all of these stories and articles and all those involved and all the stories and all the people that they're about in Jesus' name. Father, bless the people that we've talked about. Bless those who hear this show. Help them to realize this is the end of days and we are the light and you are the deliverer. So, good night, everybody. Be safe. Be blessed. We'll see you again. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warn Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.